We have got Woodbridge Town player Brosnan Jarrett. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thanks you. Very well, thank good you, good. mate. Uh, thank you for coming on. Right, no Can I start off as asking one question? Yeah. How old are you, mate? Because you look like 12. 18. 18? 18. 18. See? I am 18, yeah. We don't are covered. Good, we don't 18. have to sign any forms. It's yeah. quite... <laughs> <laughs> it's all above board. Yeah, all uh, good. How long have you been at Woodbridge, mate? Uh, since the start of the season, to be fair, so... Don't know how many games we've played, probably about nine or ten, I'd say. Yeah. So, yeah. And how's it going? Yeah, good. Tough start, but always knew it was going to be expected from jumping from 18s to first team football sort of thing. Always senior players are different than 18s. You don't get much time on the ball. Loads of factors, to be fair, but I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Getting kicked about a bit by the, by definitely. the men? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, what is that jump like? So, what was the obvious thing that you found when you moved from 18s to more directness I'd say that's the one thing that I would probably say is the biggest factor from jumping from sort of kids football as such then to senior men's football just how direct teams are mm-hmm. we when I was younger, I used to play against the Sudburys, the Needhams, the Berries. They'd get the ball down and play. They'd be taught that is their sort of DNA, their genetics, that they'd how they would want to play sort of thing. And now you play against teams that are long ball. They'll chase chase you down. They'll... I don't even know what it is. Like, just... Yeah, just the long ball side of things, I'd say. Like, more teams are more direct because they're obviously bigger players. They... They're slower on the ball, they don't want to play out as much, they don't like getting chased down, they don't want time on the ball because they just want to hit it long sort of thing. That is their sort of style nowadays, but yeah, the games evolve so much sort of thing. You still get these teams that are playing around from the back, popping it into the centre forwards, feet, spinning off, round the corners, crosses into the box, but you don't really see it much sort of level I play mm-hmm. but as you work your way up you will see it a lot more what so position do you play for Woodbridge so I either play left or up front yeah. so. and it's been a strong start I've seen you pop up on the score sheet a yeah, couple I've of times yeah I've scored a few times I yeah. mean don't give me a few times you, I sc- you I sc- fucking I know two. yeah I scored two <laughs> <laughs> I scored a be, few times to be honest uh, we played against Brampton that was the game that got abandoned but I felt like that was sort of my first start and I felt like I, I I felt like really good you know when it's just one of them games where you just feel like everything's sort of falling for you you know um, but yeah I felt like I was I was doing well and I scored within my first touch so good it's confidence like, boost it's from the bench or no started nice yeah, man yeah, got, nice. A, got a message and said I was starting so I was basically looking forward to that 7.45 time. How did you feel when you yeah. got that message? Because is that your first start for yeah, Woodbridge? Yeah, first start. Uh, yeah, I was over the moon, to be honest. I thought, because I didn't get on against, um, who do we play? Heacham. They just come up, obviously. New new team, new player stuff. You're going to have to earn your right to play sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, when I we played, basically, didn't get on sort of thing. Tough game. Only 1-1-0, one, one, sort of play I don't know what it was like they they were sort of long ball but then they had nothing to lose because they've only mm-hmm. just come up they didn't they didn't no one really expected what they were going to be like um so yeah when I I was over the moon told my dad straight away he said look mate you're gonna have to you know prove your point like mm-hmm. you want to start and stuff like that so yeah within my first touch I think it was I scored and then I think I was I mean I don't know whether I was gonna but I was 
think I was going to play full 90 because we made a few subs and there was only defenders on the bench sort of thing and then yeah. whistle got blown for full time sort of thing for the abandonment part. Yeah, so I saw the abandonment online. It was to do with the, the keeper, keeper, right? So yeah. what, what actually so happened? I, I'm not going to say anything didn't happen or anything did happen because I was the other side of the pitch so I mm -hmm. stay up for corners normally and obviously we're defending or... Yeah, so we're defending the box. I oh, know that game, mate. I'm yeah. not hitting the ball for anyone. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you know, I'm only about five foot three. So, you know, it's one of them ones. So, normally I stay out for corners just so the like, play with Mark Ray. So, he normally goes back, sort, sort of soft spot. And um, he was going to, um, I can't remember what it was, head of the ball or something like that. And um, I don't know whether the, one of their players tripped him up or something like that, but he sort of fell. And you see the keeper go down, and I'm like, all oh, right, free kick to them. You know, referees love the keepers, don't they, nowadays? They give free kicks for anything. And um, so, yeah, so he's gone down. A few minutes passed, he's fine. Got back up. Um, and then he we sort of played on for a bit, and then he's gone back down. And then we're thinking, oh, they're just going to substitute him sort of thing. Um, and then he played on again, and then he went back down, and then... He was just in a state, I think, to be fair, but obviously I was the other side of the pitch. So I'm not too sure. They had like a player getting ready to go in goal. Obviously, he wasn't a keeper or anything. And I was thinking at that point, if he comes on, he's going to pay. Mark, <laughs> yeah. Fieldy, Keeps, whoever's up front, we need to not like just shoot, shoot, shoot on site, basically. Just make his life hell if he's come on. We've got 10 minutes left. Not even that, I don't think. Seven, eight minutes left, I'd say. So if he comes on, I'm I'm speaking to Fieldy at this point. I said if he comes on, look, we just need to keep speak. We just keep keep spe uh, shooting. Sorry, and um, so yeah, and then game got abandoned from there. To be fair, but the fact I think the fact that he went down and then got back up and said he was all right to play, you know. So what was the injury? Was it head? Or I was think it, it was concussion. Okay. Um, I think it was well, concussion. Fair, yeah. So the rules are, if a concussion yeah. happens. The player has to yeah, come off. off. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm, um, I'm not sure how it works. You get an additional sub for that as well. Yeah, yeah I would assume if yeah. it's a goalkeeper, they um, can't. I I wasn't too sure what it was, but everyone was sort of like, we like, there's only a few minutes left, sort of thing. Like, do we get the points? Do we have to replay the game? And we don't find out until October. That's mad. Okay, because that's when their next uh, sort of meeting is on a. You know, oh, they used to be ruled if you played so much of the game and then it got abandoned. Yeah, because didn't it? When, yeah. when we were sort of yeah. all speaking to like parents and stuff like that, they were like, "How long's played?" We asked the ref, eighty-two minutes have played, eighty odd minutes have played, and they're like, "Well, you we should get the win. Played more than 65, 70 minutes, yeah. sort of thing." Um, so yeah, that that was basically what we were thinking. We were thinking we're gonna get the win, stuff like that. A few people were like, "We're gonna have to play the game again," but. You couldn't do much more than what we did, to be fair. So you scored in that game. Yeah. Scored so you're in claiming that game. you scored two, and actually you've only scored one because one more not count. But you know, you've got to take them in. <laughs> it still counts. So, yeah. Uh, goal's a goal. So you spoke about the difference in moving from 18s to first team yeah. on the pitch. Yeah. How have you found the difference in dressing room? Because obviously, kids' football, yeah. you're not getting. Yeah. The hey, treatment that you might get yeah, within a first team changing room. How have you found so, it? So. The first real bit of first team football I got was at Wanderers and I'm so glad I played there with the likes of Dev, Ton, Bakes, Blakey, Tion, Rosie, 
I don't think if I didn't play there, I would not be as confident as a first team change room as I did. Because credit to Dev, to be honest, I love Dev to bits. Can't speak highly enough of him. And I said it to you, with, yeah. like not even on this podcast, but I said how much I like him. He's with the one person you hate playing against, but you love him on your team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's the one person that he'll put your arm around, like he'll put his arm around you and say, "Look, mate, you're all right. You're all good." And then there's times where he's like, look, mate, you need to buck your ideas up sort of thing. Like, he's the one person you go to sort of thing. I remember the first time I trained with first team, because I was at 18s for Wanderers for a bit as well. Um, So, yeah, um, sort of trained with first team for a bit. Um, Didn't really play, like, games or anything like that. Just sort of training just because I had the day off or night off sort of thing. And um, pre-season... Got a message from Buck saying, like, we're training here, did you want to come along? I was like, yeah, thinking, yeah, I'll fit in well and stuff like that. It wasn't until we'd done the run in at Felix, though, that made me regret the decision. That I did. <laughs> Honestly, it was the worst thing. The run that we'd done, it was from the pier to the end, end of Felix, though, and then, so we went from the pier to the end of Felix, though, and then to the other end of Felix, though, where we were doing the circuit train or something like that. Bucks Goldie and that it's like oh yeah just warm up to end of Felix down and then come back this end it took us a half an hour warm up my <laughs> legs felt like they were going to fall off and you've got <laughs> someone like Goldie who's not a young and probably doing the whole thing isn't he no no he was standing watching he was waiting for us to come back to this sort of end but to be fair there was a boy called Jacob Lay he's unreal at he's so athletic and fast um, his feet are unreal as well to be honest like just moves the ball so quickly no one can tackle him but he's the only one that I thought done up really well he he was 100 metres in front of everyone else and he was doing it in Vapormax shoes how is that possible <laughs> you know I mean? like, everyone was wearing runners and stuff like that and he's he's like it's not even a warm up for him he like d- oh, I don't even know but yeah, I was, sick, yeah I, mate, honestly I don't think I'd be able to do that so Aaron mentioned the dressing room and stuff like that. We all know there's initiations. What's, yeah. What song did you pick? Uh, Sweet Child of Mine from Guns N' Roses. Nice. Yeah. Absolute banger. Yeah, just because I know off by heart. <laughs> <laughs> Been to a few of the concerts, know, know off by heart. Ever since I was little, I used to listen to them. So yeah, went for that. Good good voice? Nah, awful. Oh, did, really? Did they join in and support you, though? Uh, to be honest... Yeah, they did. So I made it a little bit easier. Yeah, so, fair. Yeah, That's what we were talking about, weren't it? Like the, 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 it was a long Melford episode we were talking about, it, weren't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The right idea right. is to pick something that they're going to join in with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be honest, to. whether they joined in or not, I couldn't care less because I knew the words off by heart. It was so easy for me, you know. Look at look at something in the change room. So I think I looked out of the uh, window out, out behind the behind where everyone was sitting, just uh, looking at that singing, you know. So no one. Should have just looked at someone dead in the eyes, mate. It's not just singing it there. Yeah, just sing it to Goldie. <laughs> oh no, that was at Woodbridge. Oh, it was at Woodbridge. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So you went. So you spoke. You sort of you trained with Wanderers and stuff like that. Um, what Wanderers didn't want you, or just the fact that um, tough league. I think they wanted to get promoted, so they didn't. Uh, not that they didn't want to give youngsters a chance, but they just wanted to get promoted yeah. so badly. And to be honest, I went to every game, watched, and. I enjoyed watching. I really enjoyed watching. Yeah. Like just, I, yeah, I love watching football, like any sort of league football. But the fact that I knew the players and they'd come up to me, high five me or whatever, say hello, sort of thing. I really enjoyed that. So I couldn't care less whether I was in the change room. Mm-hmm. I was out sort of around the stands watching the game, like loving every minute of it. To be honest. So where did the decision come to move over to Woodbridge? So 
it, so I was at 18 for Wanderers and I left Wanderers um, to move to Stanway. Um, I don't know why, to be honest, just wanted a different sort of change, you know. Um, my last year of football, so I moved. So when I was at Wanderers, I started playing when I was 15, 16. Um, and obviously 18s is sort of under 17s and then under 18s, but I was started playing when I was under 16s. So I started playing there, done a year and a half. Um, and then just moved, sort of went to Stanway, um, and then done a year and a half there. So I'd done sort yeah. of three years instead of two. Um, so yeah, went to Stanway, and then we already said before we joined, look, like we want to just do 18s here if that's okay. We don't really want to, you know, sort of play 23s first team as such because just Ipswich, you know, travelling stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. So um, they said that's fine. They needed the striker, went over there, um, scored some goals, and then. It was actually a free agent thing that messaged me. Um, so I don't know what the account is called now, to be honest, but they put like, you know, sort of free agents. Or something. It's like a Twitter account. Yeah, sort yeah, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. And a few people got in contact with me. Long Melford, David Hennessy, um, messaged me, messaged me back, sort of thing. Went through a few games there. Loved, absolutely loved it. Lovely bloke as well. Couldn't say enough good things about yeah, 100%. it. 100%. Um, it was actually my teacher at Ipswich Town my sort of mentor or like two or such messaged me and said sort of have you got a team yet I was like not, not yet and he was like well my I don't know how they're related I think it's his brother-in-law it's Luke Heim obviously the manager of Woodbridge yeah. Luke, Luke messaged me and was like are you free to come over for a training session um, went over for a training session thought I'd done really well half of it was fitness but that was I'm glad I went to a few other teams before that because then I felt like I was getting fitter yeah um, obviously pre-season's horrible but I think I missed all the like really intense hard running <laughs> which is quite good um, but yeah so we'd done a bit of running felt alright and done a bit I think we were going to go off home and then Luke was like we've got half an hour left did you want to do a bit of keep ball sort of thing and everyone said yeah I said yeah might as well so we've done a bit of keep ball I'm popping it around around corners taking a few players on passing the ball stuff like that and then straight after that Luke basically just said um, we'd love to come out we'd love you to come over so yeah that's well, so like someone like Luke Hyam he's he had a good career played at Ipswich yeah. But he moved from Ipswich, or did he retire? He was at, South, he was yeah. at South End. Yeah, he did South yeah. End as well. So he's had a he good retired. career. He's played at a high level. Do yeah. you see that? Can you tell that by his management styles and stuff like that? You can. Yeah, I wish I saw him. Not obviously, I saw him play at Ipswich and stuff like that. But I wish I sort of saw him closer play at I don't know, like a non-league team, so I could actually see, like Carlos Edwards, for example. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. you're in a change room with him, you just hear what he says, stuff like that. But unfortunately, it was his injury; he had to retire. But yeah, he's brilliant manager and obviously we have Billy Clark as the assistant as well so I don't think you could have is that Billy Clark as in yeah, the, Ipswich yeah, so I don't, yeah I don't think you could get much more sort of professionalism uh, that's mental, that, do you know what I mean so how so, so yeah. how does that affect you like as a as a young lad so, kind of breaking into men's yeah, football you've so, got two EFL yeah. players they must have played over 200 games between them yeah, within definitely. the EFL yeah how do what are you picking up from them? What's their approach like? I, I think, well, I said to myself before I went to the, even though, not trial, but sort of pre-season training when I went there, I said to myself, whatever he says to you, you listen to him. He's yeah. been there, he's done that, do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's all right listening to, I don't know, nobody's over the parks, 
but you listen if he's been there and he's done that he's got the experience you listen to him do you know what yeah. I mean um, but yeah yeah they are really good coaches and I don't think I'd be able to ask for better people to be honest it's like my first sort of season but yeah you listen to them so do you think a lot of the boys within Woodbridge yeah. have that mindset as well that yeah. they've been here they've, they've done it yeah, ego definitely. aside you listen to what they're yeah, saying 100% but then there, there is times where people say in the change room oh look I think we need to do this a bit differently and then Luke will be like you know what yeah that might work sort of give yeah. that a go and then if it doesn't then we'll sort of speak between us and we'll see what else we need to do sort of thing thank you it's funny you say that because I listened to a podcast where um, Marvin Bartley was the uh, was the guest who's manager at Queen of the South and he said that he's always open to players suggesting things whether that's in training whether that's something tactical within a game yeah. as long as they've got a reason why and I think if you're approachable in a sense that you let people have their yeah. their input but they can justify it it, it does allow for that team cohesion to really yeah, really build and gel um, so what are your predictions for Woodbridge this season where where do you see yourselves going uh, I'd say I think everyone in that change room and part of the club managers stuff like that definitely pushing for promotion mm-hmm. getting playoffs definitely 100%. so what league are you in now so step five of the pyramid yeah uh, so yeah we've got teams like Hadley, stuff like that in there. So they're good teams, Fetford, Lake and Heath, they're all then no team is easy in this Man, league, you, you know you've I mean? got players in that league that, that have been there and done Definitely. it just like Billy and Luke have. Yeah. Hadley have obviously got Carlos Edwards playing for yeah. them. Yet to yeah, play year, did he? Carlos is at Hadley, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yet to play them yet, so it'll be a tough game when they But do you think Hadley are the team to beat this season? I mean you're looking at they some are, of their but players. Then you've got other teams. You've got Lake and Heath and Fetford. We played to f- we played against Fetford and we played really well. We played really, really well, but they were just better than us. Mm-hmm. One of them games. When you play um, when you play Hadley, are you gonna stick it through Carlos's legs and go, Come on, old man? If he has his legs open, then maybe. <laughs> Experience, you don't keep legs open against youngsters, do you? You know, they're always trying to do you, um, be cheeky. Do you, like, when you when you play teams, I mean, you're, you're a young lad, you're 18. Do you ever find yourself a little bit intimidated because you're going up against some big old centre-halves, aren't you? Um, the only time I felt intimidated was when I played for Wanderers in a pre-season friendly. And then I looked behind me, and Dev, Anton, and Baker's behind me, and then I thought, you know what? No, I'm fine. Yeah, 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 yeah I'm definitely. Fine. I'm fine here. Do you know what I mean? That's a good three to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember when one time when we played, and I got absolutely smashed by some team. Pre-season friendly, never heard of them before. Played, got on for 20 minutes, half an hour. Um, my first touch of the ball, I got absolutely smashed from behind some centre back, and. I remember Dev saying, don't worry, I got him, I got him. I went, yeah, all right, all right. So I remember this time he's, he played centre-back, took a heavy touch out. Dev sprinted past me, past Blakey. I can't remember who else was up front. There was three of us, me, Blakey and someone else. And um, Dev sprinted from CDM. This bloke took a heavy touch and bang. He <laughs> smashed him so hard. Matt, honestly, it was like a steam train. Generally, I never thought anything like that was going to happen again. It's good though when you've got that sort of camaraderie in it around you. Like I felt so safe. It was just one of them things. Like I just felt so safe with them being there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You like, see it in the pro game as well. Like Mark Noble was one of the kings for it. I know he's one of my boys, but 
you'd sit there and see one of the youngsters get smashed and you know 10 minutes later Mark Noble's yeah. going through him you've yeah, got yeah, you yeah. need that protector in the team yeah. don't you yeah definitely. you speak about like when you're at Wanderers you've got people like they've there uh, you played with Blakey yeah big character online yeah. big character within the local scene what was it like to play with him yeah share a dressing room with him yeah really good he's one of the people that you sort of listen to as well do you mm-hmm. know what I mean um I remember one time he was saying stuff and we just didn't know what we needed to do better. We just couldn't think out why we were not playing as well as we used to, or as, I'm not going to say we because I weren't really part of the team, but as well as they used to. And he said something, I can't remember what it was, and he said something, he was like, look boys, try this for 10 minutes, see how it works. If it doesn't work, then we don't know what's going to happen. And I remember him saying something, I can't remember what it was, and he, we'd done it and we like got a few goals back and we, they won the game. So sort of, I don't don't know what it was. It's a bit of magic, to be honest, from him. Sort of. I mean, you've played yeah. with some like some proper yeah. non-league legends. I mean, at eighteen, that yeah, is a yeah. pretty good yeah. uh, resume yeah. to have. I, 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 I will ask you one question because there's a player that gets regularly mentioned on our podcast. Um, Paolo, did you play with uh, him at Wanderers? Um, I played with him pre-season. Yeah, he, he's decent. Isn't he's like, right. Yeah, yeah. I he's, think he's one of the best players I've seen at this level. Um, he, he's up there with Dev for me. Yeah, um, but he gets brought up a lot on our podcast. I just wondered if. Yeah, might. so I played a bit with him at pre-season, and then I think he did sign in the end. Um, but yeah, so athletic, so fast, reads the game so well. He's like three steps advanced and like yeah, compared to everyone else. So yeah, he's yeah he's really good. He can go a lot higher than. He so, is so who are the big uh, who are the big characters in the dressing room at the minute? Rosie. Uh, oh, what do you mean? One. Oh, is that Chris Rose? Yeah, yeah, Rose? Oh, do you know what? Oh, that does my head in. Last podcast, I spent the whole podcast trying to remember Chris Rose's name. Yeah, Rosie. Chris Rose. That's the captain I was talking about. The, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 so yeah. he's yeah. at Woodbridge now. No, he's. Oh, at, right. I thought you meant at Wanderers. Oh, no, so who, who are the ones at Woodbridge? Um, that are... Sam Allen. Great good, player, man. Good, good talker. Played as well. in the FA Cup game that I managed. Great player. Yeah, very good talker. Like he, he, very good communication. Um, Mark Ray been there mm-hmm. loads of years. Scored loads of goals for them. Done really well. Um, Ryan Keeble, he's a good player. He's been, I think, three hundred and fifty appearances. Yeah, he's been at Woodbridge for a, yeah, for a while. Really good player. Um, yeah, really good players. And then you've got like Fieldy that I've known for a few years from Wanderers, stuff like that. Um, Reese Barber, another one. I've known him for a few decent, years. Um, very good player. The way I don't even know what it was. We played the other day and I was on the bench and he took a touch past his centre forward and his centre forwards tried to grab his arm and pull him down and he just went like that. Like, yeah. how do you do that? Like, the strength that he's done that, like that, and he's just got away and then pinged the ball somewhere. Yeah, Crowey's another one. Good leader, stuff like that. Sam Allen broke through when he was really young as well. Yeah. A really athletic player, big, big old boy as well. Yeah, I don't know if he's, yeah he's huge. Um, played centre half, and I watched him play two seasons at Wanderers centre half, like competing with some of the best strikers. And um, yeah, he was exceptional player, yeah. great player to play alongside. Another one, Sean, to be fair, club captain. He's. I remember when I played against Brantford, I was left wing and he was left back. Um, can play across back four wherever. And I listened to every single word he said, and he helped me out so much. It was one of them games where, like, a bit nervous going into it, confidence, like, needed to arise. Um, got my first goal, really confident. Sean, 
telling me where to mark, left shoulder, right shoulder, drop back, go forward, keep the ball, stuff like that. Just anything he says, sort of really confident and if mm-hmm. you do something well he'll pat you on the back and be like yeah, yeah, mate, yeah. You're, you're doing really well like keep it up sort of thing and then there's times where he's like keep the ball keep the ball better you're taking too many touches stuff like that um, and then next three times you take two touches and pass it on and then he'll applaud you again do you know what yeah, I mean yeah, yeah. so yeah it's good isn't it when you've got people that are the more experienced members of the dressing room that they can have those honest, quite brutal conversations with you where, where they're telling you, you're yeah. taking too many touches, you need yeah. to liven up. But also when you do correct it, they're praising you as well. Yeah. So good bunch of mixture, yeah. Yeah, it's not like people are getting on your back and you see it all over the place in the professional game, in non-league game where people get hammered and you just see them go into themselves. Mm. You need that balance of, yeah. right, you've done this well, work on this I think it really does help yeah definitely so I've known you for quite a few years now with yeah. not not directly but um, I was a youth coach and I believe you were two years younger than the age group that I oh, okay. that I coached and I know your name because you were there was a lot of excitement around you yeah. coming forward um, I know that you ended up in academies and stuff like that am I right yeah, yeah so yeah. I went I was at Ipswich for a bit and then sort of I don't even know what it was it was like the pre-academy elite sort of thing yeah. um and then got a trial for the academy. To be fair, I don't really want to speak about it, <laughs> but we will. I don't mind talking about it because I'm a lot more drawn now, sort of thing. But yeah. So you you went through the academies. Um, at what point? We won't talk about your years in the academy and how it went and stuff like that. That's fine. But like, at what point did you kind of when did that realization come in that? that wasn't the route for you into pro football. I mean, you still could make a professional playing yeah, yeah, league and going through, but at what point and how did it feel when you realised that actually the academy wasn't the route for you to become a professional? I, prob- I wouldn't even say that is the problem. I'd say I had a trial for the academy. We played, So I was at the Elite and we played a game against the academy every now and again. We'd have a game against them to see what players they like, see what players they want to give a trial. And I scored a hat-trick against the academy, sort of seven-a-side game, mini-tournament sort of thing, and I scored a hat-trick against the academy. Got a phone call, said we want to give you a trial. Went up there, really excited, really, really excited. But I don't know what it was, just I thought I was a lot better than what I thought. Like, I, I thought I was a lot better than what people thought I was. Do you know what I mean? Right, yeah. One of them yeah. things, arrogant, really arrogant, really cocky, didn't want to listen to anyone. Um, yeah. Respect for like, a lot yeah, of respect yeah, yeah, for yeah, recognising that. Yeah. 18 to, re- to yeah. realise that is is a testament to you because I still don't realise it now <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what changed so I don't know what it was I remember going to the academy for a trial and Playford Road in the dome um, all the parents gathered around one yeah, little tiny yeah, window, little tiny window. Yeah. Yeah. so I've known Jason Dezel for eight years absolutely years mates with his son stuff like that um, he was one of the don't know whether it was his assistant manager or something like that, but he was just the coach there. And we had him and some other bloke called Duncan. And I remember going on trial there. And because I've known Jason so long, I just wanted to make a good impression. Not just for me, but for him. Yeah. Just to make him not look stupid sort of thing, do you know what I mean? And I remember going there. And the first time I got nutmegged and I was like, oh, here we go. Like that. I got nutmegged in AM Rondo, I believe it was. And I thought, yeah, here we go. This is. It's not even a nice way to have it. <laughs> I thought this is a step. And then as you get nutmegged, everyone's going, whoa, sort of newbies going in, getting nutmegged, sort of thing. I'm like, oh, here we go. This is not what I'm used to. Straight out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Not, not like it at all. And then I remember 
when I was at my other teams before going to this academy trial, you wouldn't get dug out as much as you did at the academy, mm -hmm. and I hated every single moment of it. I was so lazy as a player, I used to hate track and runners, still mm -hmm. do now, to be honest. Um, That's where you're a striker. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, hate track and defenders runs, hate, hate working off the ball, hate chasing, hate everything. All I want to do is put the ball in the back of the net, stand 10 yards from going, shoot, shoot, shoot. Um, and yeah, I remember this bloke, Duncan, dug me out and I nearly cried, I generally nearly cried. I went to Jason, Is it? does he do this to every player? And he went, yeah, get used to it sort of thing. I was like, oh, crap, you know, I'm in for a big time here. And I remember the next time, everything, I went home and I think I did generally cry. I thought, nah, surely not, I don't want to do this anymore. And um, went again, it was a six week trial, believe it or not. Um, went up there again, done exactly the same thing. I thought, this the same for me went up again done the same thing again the last two I think there was one time I remember we were doing a session a passing pattern and you know where like you're passing it and then you run behind the other player and wait for your turn and I remember eating my nails like that and I'm, this was at Playford Road on the Astro and um, my dad walks around the Astro he's watching me he's thinking what is he doing like you're at the academy trial you need to stop biting your nails focus like sort of thing and I didn't realise the ball had come to me and I hadn't looked and it's gone past me and the coach had dug me out. My dad walked around the whole of the Astro and gone, Brosnan, buck your ideas up or you're gonna get like you're not gonna get any further. And I was like, Oh, give it a rest, Dad, sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, not thinking anything of it. Last two weeks was when I turned it on. Uh, last two weeks played really well, scored a few goals in training and stuff like that. Um End of my six-week trial, got called in from a meeting. Oh, sorry, you haven't got any further. Yeah. So, yeah, too late. Me me playing good for two weeks, that's not good enough. You no, need to no, play no. good for S the six, six yeah. But you've got, that, yeah. you've got that consistency now where you're playing at a very good yeah. level that that experience is as difficult as it would have been. Mm. I mean, you must be so much more resilient now yeah. that if someone digs you out, you can just yeah. tell him to the fuck off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but yeah. you can, yeah. and that is, you yeah, know, you you've got the experience then, to go and do it. But then at the same it. time, when I was 11, 12, and you're saying that, you know, yeah, yeah, if, yeah. You're, if your kid's playing with me and I'm saying my dad fuck off or something like that, you're thinking, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah, not yeah, normal. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'll tell you one thing though, like, me and we watch a lot of non league football, and you see a lot of 18 year olds ride the bench for quite a good few seasons yeah. before. So, the fact you're at Woodbridge and you're starting some games, that's, that's yeah. credit to itself, really, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. I mean, recently, over, over the years, non league has been more of an established route than the academy process in terms of getting yeah. to breaking into EFL or even the conference like yeah. north south um, looking at people like Freddie Ladapo went through at Margate and then went to Crystal Palace yeah. uh, Kwame Poku went to Colchester and then to Pete now he's playing at Peterborough what what step do you think you can get to I'm not going to say cuz I I generally don't know if I keep playing well and stuff like that and I know it's going to take a few years I'm only 18 right now but you know, Jamie Vardy, he yeah. straight away, well, not straight away, but but through the non-league, it took him a few seasons. But yeah, I just want to go as high as I can and I want my name to be out there. Yeah, the thing is, that I, I think, the not, yes, the non-league has been brought into the light now. It's always been there. Jimmy Bullard started non-league football. Yeah, yeah, mate. Yeah, it's, it's always it's, been there. It's, it's, it's just in the limelight now, isn't yeah. it? 100%, 100%. Um, 
That's why we're trying to leech onto a podcast of it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get you back when you're playing in, in the EFL, mate. <laughs> uh, so, characters within Woodbridge, doesn't, they don't have to be the ones on the pitch. No. Have you got any fans that follow Woodbridge that... Um, I've got... Yeah, we've got a few. To be fair, I haven't really seen many because obviously I haven't been there too 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 long, sort of thing. But there's a the chairman's really good. To be honest, he yeah. goes to every game home and away. What's his name? Uh, Paul Leach. Shout Leachy. out Paul Leach. Yeah, Leachy. Great bloke. Takes his camera to seventy-five percent of the games. Love that. Um, we went to Norwich United before. See what happened. And, um, I don't know what happened. No, no, me neither. <laughs> no one does. Still trying to it's figure out. It's an enigma. Out. Yeah, yeah. So we went there, freezing cold, wet as hell, um, literally like soaking wet. You short, you'd ring the shorts out at half time, and I started that game, and that was the one after Brantford. And um, there, so he took his camera, and I think it was Jammer gone to the ricocheted. I'm normally on edge for corners, um, so I. When the ball comes out, I pump it back in there for the yeah, big lads, yeah, yeah. sort of, you know. And um, Jammer set me back, and I've, I don't even know, whipped it, had a bit of snow on it, to be fair. I went up, and Mark Ray's just going like that, bang, bottom corner. We celebrate, and Mark Ray's picked me up like a little boy. <laughs> There's a picture of it as well, and he's like, she chucked me up, and my shorts have like come up, like, like that, like, like that, and Leachy's got a picture of it. And um, yeah, you see my shorts sort of go over my boxers. And um, but yeah, shout out to him. Like take, a superhero. Yeah, take, take, <laughs> same, same as Newmarket, to be fair. Um, r- soaking wet, pouring down with rain. Shit game or played really bad. Um, and yeah, I took his camera there as well. So yeah. Yeah. I've probably said the chairman to be fair. Yeah, yeah got some snaps as, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, some, as well. Yeah, got some good pictures. Really good photographer to be fair. Get us that picture, we'll stick it on as the thumbnail. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned that you're at Stanway for 18s. Uh, yeah. Did you work much with Dugood at any uh, point? I, did he... To be fair, not really. I'd done two sessions when they were light on numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had. 18s obviously it's a mixture between 17s and 18s so you'd have 40 odd boys training and we'd have core off or 11 a side pitch not even that like really small pitch like 7 a side with 40 of us yeah and 23s were light numbers so the people that would play 23s on a Saturday with the 18s so that eight younger you know they'd go over there and then some of them would go over to the first team and then um, went to went over the pitch and played with the first team and really enjoyed it to be honest yeah it was really good that's nice yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think he was there I think he must have been away but there was another bloke I actually couldn't remember his name to be honest Stuart maybe yeah, yeah. quite a loud guy really like good training sessions to be fair like pass patterns possessions I think that's the beauty of that league is you've got it at Woodbridge where you've got Billy Clark and, and Luke Hyam obviously Stanway, I've got Carl Duga, just people that have been there, done it, they've just got such a wealth of experience. Mm. The sessions are just so engaging and so fun, you yeah. can you can really develop. Mm. Um, obviously you've only you've not long joined with Bruce, so it's an unfair question to yeah. ask really, but I'll ask it. Um, with the exception of the chairman who is a person that behind the scenes is keeping everything ticking over and running smoothly? Um, Could be a fan, caretaker, anyone. I'd probably say Dave Miller and Sharon. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So what what are their Does, roles? I don't actually know, but they do so much for the club. They do everything: kit, um, hospitality, uh, change rooms, make sure they're done. I remember we had a game a few weeks ago, and it was absolutely scorching outside, really hot. We got a message in the group chat from Billy saying, "Gonna have fans in the changing rooms. Bring your own drinks. We'll buy some for you. Ice bucket stuff like that." They didn't have to do that. Yeah, no, that's incredible. They didn't have to bring fans to the changing room. We had plugs everywhere. People jumping out of the shower. I'm like sort of kicking the plug so the um, water don't go in the plugs because obviously that's their equipment. You don't yeah. mess that up. Do you know what I mean? Yes, Sharon's, Sharon's always ordering stuff for the boys like training jackets, new tops, new tracksuits. Um, everything, like anything you can think of, they'll help you with. That's, that's incredible. That's brilliant. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It just keeps clubs ticking over, doesn't it? Mm, Having definitely. people that are so committed to your well-being and the club's general. But yeah, they're so often behind the scenes as well. Yeah, like, I'm sorry if I haven't mentioned anyone. I haven't been there too long, so I'm still fine, trying, mate. Still trying to figure out some people's names. When you come like back, that, it'll you know? be fine. Um, final question: What boots do you wear? Uh, Adidas X at the moment. Okay, what are they? So they're green and white, Adidas, laced. Uh, they're sort of white and then they've got green on the bottom. So, yeah, as a f- sort of fast player, I like flashy boots. I used to have flash- Yeah, that's because yeah. that's yeah. what I'm sort of gearing towards. Yeah, yeah. So. Lots of respect, mate. Lots of respect. <laughs> it's all about the Adidas coppers, mate. Yeah, you'd love Mark, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I used to, well, before sort of this season, I always get, I've had hundreds of boots off played in bright boots black boots stuff like that Nikes Pumas Predators Doc Martens yeah Martens (laughs) everything but yeah I had a pair of um, gold ones that I used to wear like last season I still wear them to this day to be fair right so Every get every season I ever played, I even played in World Cup Classics or Copper Mondales Mm -hmm. until one season they brought out the gold vapors. I brought the gold vapors and it was like my third or fourth season in men's football and I've never been kicked so much in my life. Yeah. So I went back to the Copa Mondiales the next <laughs> season. <laughs> I remember when we played, I um, can't even remember who it was, but we played and um, I remember this, blood, I was coming off the bench in the last 20 minutes, um, like, you know, coming off and I remember I got subbed on playing left wing, their right back Scott flashy boots I'm going to absolutely smash you I turn around and go you got to catch me first like that he didn't say another word for the whole game <laughs> he couldn't catch me could not catch me at all oh, see mate. Louis didn't have that luxury mate, oh, mate, that, <laughs> he was like he was towing a caravan <laughs> whenever he ran he was the one saying that he's going to smash people instead yeah. <laughs> no that, that season Literally, people would be like, "Get the little fucker in the gold boots, kick him, kick little? him." Little, I was little then. Oh yeah, 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 I was little then. Um, yeah, mad. Just on the colour of your boots, you're going to get kicked on. Yeah, nuts literally. Yeah. <laughs> Who's got the moodiest like dress sense in the dressing room? The moodiest dress sense. Don't know. Everyone wears their Woodbridge tracksuits. Those yeah, are just tracksuits. They don't turn up in their yeah, own gear. No, no nights out. Uh, had a night out yesterday. Uh, yeah, I don't know. To be fair, don't know. There was some alright dressed people. Oh, yeah. Luke Himes got to be wearing some moody he, gear, he surely. Is he not? Out. Nah, I didn't go out last night. Billy, Billy's dress sense is actually decent, to be fair. Is it? Yeah, it's What's decent. What's he wearing? What's he rocking? Wearing uh, some like um, velvet trousers, Dickie's little velvet yeah. tracks. What Dick- <laughs> oh, lad? Dick- I can see Dickie. Luke Himes going out in big gold chains and that. Like, nah, you wouldn't see it. <laughs> nah, you wouldn't see it. Luke no, Himes, no, we're talking. Uh, forgive me, Luke. Like if I've got it wrong, n- no offence intended. We're talking. 
slim fit trousers. Yeah. Chinos, I reckon. Bit of a gap between the shoe. Yeah, definitely. And the, and the hem. Yeah. No, no socks. socks. Yeah. Training socks. Yeah. And I reckon three buttons undone on the shirt. Possibly. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot. I of reckon buttons. three buttons. Yeah. I, I that's think a he's lot got of short, to pull it off. short shirt, by the way. Tattoo show. Yeah. 100% yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Beautiful stuff. Yeah. Mate, this has been beautiful. Great episode, yeah. mate. Uh, is there anyone that you want to shout out before we go? Uh, not really, to be fair. Yeah, fuck them all. Yeah. <laughs> He's doing it on his own, mate. Right? That's not what I meant. <laughs> um, yeah. No, fair play. Good. You're going to come back at the end of the season, yeah? Definitely. No, right, cool. Thanks, mate. And uh, we can't wait to watch you at some point this season Hopefully. as well. We'll come Definitely. down and watch you. Yeah. yeah. Sounds good. Sweet. Cheers. No worries. Cheers, buddy.